0: With the ever-increasing complexity of patient health data sharing and real-time interoperability requirements, our next guest has been deeply committed to helping healthcare organizations create a patient-centric view of clinical data. Dr. Oleg Bess, CEO for Medica, joins us to discuss how he and his team have been solving data integrity, financial, and wellness management challenges to achieve accurate clinical interoperability and transparency in healthcare. Join us for this needed conversation or we'll more about Formedica's integrative big data management and clinical data exchange cloud solutions that bring health data to life. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Pacelli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Dr. Bess, thank you so much for taking the time to join up today and welcome to our podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure. It sounds like it's going to be a very exciting conversation.
0: Oh, we're going to have some fun today. And given your 20 plus years of honing your development and leadership expertise in informatics with your technology company, all while maintaining your 25-year-old OBGYN practice, I am really excited to have this conversation today. But before we dive in a bit of housekeeping, while listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Oleg, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the ForMedica team have created the leading big data and clinical data exchange platform to help healthcare organizations create a patient-centric view of clinical data. But first. What's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world?
1: Never give up. If your goal is good enough for you, it's probably good enough for many other people. And you really shouldn't give up when it's lofty enough. It took us 22 years to get this company where it is. We've learned many things along the way. And again, we returned and we pivoted and Really, that's what it takes to get you to where you want to get to.
0: I absolutely love it, Oleg. You're setting this up for a heck of a conversation because as you mentioned, right, it took you 20 plus years to get where you are today. And a lot of leaders that are like you that have been there, done that, built companies from scratch and took many years. What they also, it seems like they always say as well, and we're just getting started, right? And so, you know, there's so much opportunity in front of all of us to continue to reimagine the healthcare industry. But Oleg, is that something that, you know, you really press upon your team at Formedica as well is don't give up. Keep trying new things, right? It's not a straight line. You know, building a company is not a straight line. You're going to have to take those twists and turns. But is that part of your culture at Formedica as well?
1: Absolutely. We are trying to instill that as much as possible. We are trying a number of different products. We're seeing a number of different opportunities and really opportunities to help. So we're introducing these new things. I mean, over the years, we've learned If there's anything we've learned over these 22 years is how to build really cool state-of-the-art stuff. So, it's taking that stuff and really making it work for everyone. That's what really takes the know-how. And so, we're encouraging everyone on the team to come up with new ideas. Most of our patents and everything that's in the company came from the ideas of others.
0: I absolutely love it. Right? I said, again, that don't give up mentality keep trying, fail, fail fast if needed. There's nothing wrong with that as well, but absolutely love hearing that. I couldn't agree more. Do not give up. Keep at it. It's a great way to set the stage for what I know is going to be a great conversation about what you and the team have built at Formedica. We're going to dive into all of that and more after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side-by-side to create, develop, refine and bring to market cutting edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus, or host an upcoming event. Visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Dr. Oleg Best, CEO for Medica Oleg. You set us up on the front end for an amazing conversation I know we're going to have today. It's this notion of don't give up. You know, one thing that I've learned from you as we're getting ready for this podcast, you are also Ukrainian. And I have to say, as an aside, watching the Ukrainian people talk about not giving up. You must be incredibly proud. We're going to talk about all of that in just a moment. you coming over to the United States, launching for Medica, like you said, 20 plus years ago. You know, how did that come to be? What was that journey like? Then we'll dive into a little bit of what's happening today with the company. And then as you know, as well as I do, we're going to continue to see a fast pace of change here in healthcare, which I'm a big fan of. And so really want to get in your head a bit of what you're seeing on the horizon over the next couple of years and where Formedica is going to help take the healthcare industry. But before we dive all into that, Oleg, take us back a little bit, give us a little bit of that founder's journey, and maybe even share a bit of you coming to the United States in the first place.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, some of that don't give up uh, mentality was baked in coming from Odessa, which is where I was born and came here in 77. Went to medical school here and started my practice in 1993. That was a long time ago. That's scary. Been with the practice ever since. Been lucky enough to to be able to continue the practice. And I feel like the practice really contributes to many of the things that we do and kind of gives us that extra, uh, what gives me definitely the extra understanding, which I try to describe to people in the company of healthcare and how things work. Over the years, I've had experience of owning a hospital with uh, several other doctors, and that gave me a really different perspective on some of the healthcare strategies and what happens to healthcare on the inpatient side. So in late 98, we started for Medica, really started with looking at my desk and seeing all these test results all over my desk. And at the time, I said, well, there's got to be a better way to do this. So at the time, everybody's running around and trying to pick out, you know, a test. Our patient's calling. They need a test result. Well, nobody knows where that particular piece of paper is. So they're running. Oh, is it filed in a chart? Is it still on my desk? Is it being reviewed? Is it still in the front somewhere on the fax machine? Or anyway, that was a difficult moment when I started realizing, wait, let's fix it. So at the time we started, it was a visual basic application where we connected to the laboratory and tried to download these test results and give a doctor visibility to that as an application they installed in their computer. Well, now, of course, and actually very soon after that, this was early 2000s, which was kind of unheard of. We had this amazing team just happened to come across in Moscow. And these guys were able to build a fully browser-based application in 2000, which was pretty much unknown at the time, using PHP and JavaScript with the database in the back end. And it's, you know what? That application is still running for some of our customers. They don't want to give it up. It's so fast. It looks so good. It does so many things. People don't want to give it up. But of course we progressed since that time. I'm sorry, you had the question.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say, oh, again, I'm sure there's been a ton of progression over that time. We're going to go into that in just a moment. It begs the question though, back in 98, right here, you are experiencing this problem firsthand as a physician. Yes. And then you said, well, let's go and fix it. Right. And then of course it begs the question right. one, why wasn't ever done before? But then two right. where people like, like, there's no way you can fix that. This is how it's always been. Like, you're not going to be able to fix that. What Are you crazy? Like, what are you doing? What was the reception when you were saying, No, we're going to go and fix this? Were people looking at you like deer in headlights? Like, what is he talking about?
1: Oh, listen, I think that's a lesson for every entrepreneur, right? You're going to have people, naysayers, saying that there's just no way. This has never been done. This is not going to get fixed. Enjoy your life. Well, I think. Again, that's baked in in the genetic code for entrepreneur, right? We we try to fix things that are around there, and we just end up and we do it. So, yeah, of course. And, in fact, we have heard the same thing. I mean, what are you, crazy putting this in the browser? For the next almost five years, we had CIOs telling us, oh, I'm not going to give you data. I'm not stupid. you are going to put it on the Internet for me. So it wasn't until some... Well, very well funded companies like WebMD and Healthion announced that they're going to do this. And so, with all the marketing and with all the marketing from those companies, we started getting accepted. Of course, they never did it and we already had a product. So, it, all that marketing helped us. But in general, we started working with laboratories and that's how. The journey began, and we started doing, of course, ordering. And then later on, when the EMRs started progressing, we started doing a activity directly to the to the EMRs from the laboratory to EMR and back, so ordering and resulting. And then, of course, very early on, we realized that having all this on in a cloud like that, that there's a a huge opportunity to actually aggregate this data and show it to the patient show it in the way that the patient is meaningfully, can understand what it is, can share it with others, their doctors, their family members, actually having some type of log of all this information that's healthcare information that's not on paper, that they don't have to be able to, you know, get a fax of and then bring it to their doctor. The other understanding was that there's, if that information is in discrete format, if you can trend that hemoglobin, hemoglobin A1C, or any of the test results, if you can trend it along a linear progression from multiple data sources and along time, all of a sudden, there's so much meaning there and so much value. At that point, the patient could even elect to share it with a research company that can improve their condition. And I think that's where we started realizing that that's really almost impossible in today's world, and that of course was over ten years ago. But
0: that's what I was going to ask: When did those light bulbs go off? Like, hey, this could be something for you know to help empower a patient. You said about ten years ago you were starting to see those signs, huh?
1: Yeah, ten, maybe even twelve years ago. And so what we tried to do originally was trying to say, okay, where are those barriers, right? And the hugest barriers, the barrier that we saw was actually to take that data and make sure that it comes from the same patient. Because working with laboratories, we really hit the worst of the worst because the laboratories to this day are working with paper. They get at least 50% of their requisitions from a paper requisition. And so then there's people in the middle of the night that are sitting there, keep punching it into their system, you can understand how badly uh, the spellings can be, especially when you start getting the Ukrainian names or any other name. This is California melting pot. So we were getting upwards of 30, 40% duplicates in the patient. What does that mean? That means that each chart that you get is incomplete. So the decision-making that you're going to make, you're not dealing with a full death, literally. So we started working with several master patient index companies, including Initiate at the time, we tried them out, we worked with Mirth on developing their product. And so we realized that even by that time, this was already 10 years into the company, we had such a huge amount of data and probably close to 40 million patients in our database. And none of those systems would handle it we would get to two three four million with a regular sql database and it would die so what started happening is that one of our architects came in and said look i think i know a different way of doing it let's use inverse analysis. let's use a search engine to do this so we took this and as, as an as an r d project and Lo and behold, turned out to be an amazing master patient index, master person index. We call it big data, MPI. And so that thing, we've got a bunch of patents on it. In fact, the patents came in so fast because it was so different. I mean, within three months, we had our first patent after the submission. So it was actually a very exciting time. But at the same time, it was a difficult time. You know, the growth and so many changes, so much personal investment from everybody on the team to make this work. So, of course, now we're probably the only company right now that can guarantee, or as far as I know, guarantee 1% or less duplication rate with our product. And actually, it took a while. We started working with health information exchanges because those guys live and die by an MPI. So working with those guys, nobody believed this. We could do this. So it took a long time, relatively small company, to even become known in that market. So, of course, things are easier now. We're a little better known. And we are running that and continue increasing our footprint in the health information exchanges And now introducing it back into the laboratory market that started realizing that if they would like to have any type of secondary gain from all that data that they're collecting and really make it work for patient safety for everything really they do, including their billing collections, because previously they would bill every time it would be a new patient that they're billing for, which was obviously not a very efficient way of doing things. now introducing it back to laboratories, and we're seeing that, that everybody needs it. I mean, payers, insurance companies, hospitals need it.
0: Let's talk about the it then, Oleg, because I love it, right? It's been quite the journey for you, as you mentioned. You even teed us up at the front end, right? Don't give up. Keep trying. Keep iterating. Finding what the problem is in the marketplace and solve that need by building a product for that, right? And that's what you guys did over time. So let's talk, you keep mentioning it, it's now in the marketplace. Let's talk about that it. You are the founder, you are the CEO. So I know you've pitched this a thousand plus times over and over again. Let's do it right here, Oleg. What is Formedica today?
1: So Formedica today is something that uses our master patient, master person index because we're working with physician thrusters with everything to identify. Physician. We're implementing a state of the art firebase clinical data repository we have now implementing a state of the art connectivity platform that we connect to all of these places and uh, we just married up a very nice analytics platform on top of all that so right now we're getting to a point where we can really derive a lot of meaning from the data that we see. And I think most important for me personally, undertaking that we took is to build a very much state-of-the-art patient health record where we can share that with the patients and in turn allowing patients to share that with others. We have quite a roadmap for that product still, but just releasing it to my own patients it's been amazing. It's been amazing to see the huge rate of take up of this product and patients coming back time and time over to relook at their test results. And the more test results they had, of course, I've had test results for years and years. So these patients see this beautiful graphs of their homoglobin OSD, of, of their liver functions, of their, you know, things. Yes, it does cause a few extra phone calls because now the patients really wanna know what's going on, but that's almost satisfying, you know? That's where you can share.
0: Well, and wouldn't you also agree though, Oleg if we wanna to continue to move towards value-based care as an industry, we must commit ourselves as leaders of putting the patient, the consumer, at the center of all of this value chain, right? And so when you when you start talking about, oh, there might be a few extra phone calls, who cares? From my perspective, it's power to the patient, it's power to the person. There's so many questions I have for you. If I'm a patient and I have access to my own data in these ways that you're describing, I'm thinking of, hey, I can potentially virtually raise my hand or otherwise to be part of clinical trials that I might be a good fit for. I might be able to leverage my data for whatever that might be, a study or for the human good or for an actual financial benefit as well, power to the patient. Right. So you start thinking about all these downstream impacts positively for the patient. I think it's incredible. And I think it's totally worth some of those extra phone calls. But, you know, again, coming back to that original comment that I just made, when we start thinking of truly migrating and continuing our path to value-based care, what you're describing is needed now more than ever and will be incredibly important for that journey. Would you not agree?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I see it, and this is where it really paid off being staying in practice, because I see the difference in my own patients. I can see them looking at this nicely visible color graph, and that's what energizes them. This is what makes them create a change in their own life to improve that graph, right? It's that old biofeedback phenomenon where patients, once they see the results, They really want to improve it. So absolutely, I think you're right. This is kind of the first steps in really making this data work for humanity.
0: Well, let's talk about some of those next steps after that, Oleg, because obviously you're setting yourself up. Even though you're 20 plus years in, as we said earlier, you're just getting started, right? Right. There's so much more in front of you as a team because of where we need to go as an industry. So Oleg, let's pull the crystal ball off the shelf. Let's talk a little future state. You know, we've seen a lot changed over the past two plus years with the pandemic, a lot of accelerators in the industry, a lot of it because we had to, right? When you start thinking like telemedicine, right? We used to see telemedicine installs take, you know, a year and a half just to have a meeting. I'm being very sarcastic, of course, but you know what I mean, right? And then we started seeing telemedicine practices being stood up in a matter of days, right in the heat of the pandemic. So you're seeing all these genies that were coming out of the bottles. We're not putting them back in. These accelerants for our industry are going to only going to continue to get faster and faster. So a lot is going to continue to change over the next two to three years. From your perspective, Oleg, both as a physician and as a tech entrepreneur, where do you see our industry going for our community rallied around this podcast? What do they need to be mindful of? What are you seeing? And where do you also see Medica heading into this new reality, this new future that we're all going to be experiencing here very soon? What are you seeing in that crystal ball?
1: Yeah. I think the entire transparency movement that's going on right now and a patient being right in the middle of that, that's what really gets me excited. I think being able to aggregate data from multiple sources for that patient will significantly improve their safety. I mean, look at the hospitals with so many, what we call overlay, which is when you have the record of one patient overlaid over another patient. The doctors make horrible decisions looking at that. And that costs, at the worst, patients' lives. You know, in the, when the doctors deal with only half a chart because the other half a chart is somewhere else, looks like in a different chart that looks like the same patient. Well, they also make poor mistakes, also costs, if they don't see the right medication in patients' chart, they prescribe something that will conflict. I'm seeing significant improvement in the patient safety. I'm also seeing significant improvement in how we share healthcare data. And I think we just mentioned that, right? I mean, look, probably 20 plus million of patients with cancers in this country of one type or another. There's one or 2 million of new cancers every year in this country. And Most of those patients would love to share their data to improve the treatability of that condition. Right now, it's almost impossible to do that. I mean, who can take 120 pages of your medical record and give it to someone? It's just impossible. And who can even use it? I keep telling a story. A few months ago, I had a patient come in who transferred their prenatal record from another hospital that was using a great medical record product. She came in with 120 pages of records for the last three months. And most of it, of course, was the same thing, but somebody hit the print button. So all I needed was five tests out of that 120 pages. I spent maybe 30 minutes looking for it, and I gave up. Just did the same test again, and that was it. So if you can actually transfer that record electronically and its a discrete data set, then look how much time, how much better decisions we're making that's where I see patient safety and the patient really being in the middle of record. Right now, it's all these vertical silos that house the record, and that's the opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's an exciting one and one that is needed now more than ever. You know, it. you're seeing it on the front lines as still currently you know, running your practice and seeing it, like you just mentioned, with one of your patients. It's, it's maddening to me. That we're still in this state of affairs, but with leaders like you and companies like Formedica, I'm remaining hopeful that we can get to that current state or that future state much more quickly. So, with that, though, Oleg, of course, in order to get there and make that a reality for our nation, let's come back to today, and we have an amazing group of leaders rallied around this podcast. What's one problem, need, or question that you and the Formedica team have that our community can be helping you with?
1: Well, I think we all need to. Impress on our legislators how important it is to allow that transparency in the medical record. We've had really, really horrendous examples over the last years of COVID of how even an individual state, individual governors were asking for a data set from a large laboratory and they were told to get lost. That's just not acceptable. And this is when they were trying to do tracing of the newly diagnosed COVID patients. We had everything ready to go. And we could not get that data to actually produce a list of newly diagnosed patients. So I think we all need to think about this transparency and impress on our legislators how important it is how much it will improve our health care and make it so much less expensive. That's one way to decrease this, you know, meteoric raise of healthcare costs. I guess what we've hit, what do we hit? Four four billion last year? I'm sorry, trillion last year. Yeah, and I just saw awesome it, I just saw healthcare. an updated
0: number for by twenty thirty it's gonna be over six trillion by twenty thirty. That's not very far away. And that's a lot of money far. that's yeah, just not really. sustainable so you're I mean you're spot on Oleg I mean this you know another big piece if if we're going to really truly move the biggest industry forward in our nation, one big lever is the legislative side is the policy side. so I couldn't agree more with you, and I know we have some amazing leaders tuning in that that focus in on that have expertise in it, and you know we'll probably be reaching out to you because these are important topics that we need to be mindful of, but in order to get a hold of you, they need to know where to find you, Oleg. How does our community connect with you online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise? How do they get a hold of you? Sure.
1: We'll provide you with my personal email address. We was for Medica LinkedIn account. We have my personal LinkedIn account. We'll provide all of that for you guys. So th- this is a conversation that must take place. I know some amazing legislators. In fact, several doctors in our Senate, Congress, and we should all work together to push the needle.
0: Well, all those contact points that Dr. Best just mentioned about him and the Formatica team, they can be found in our episode. No, so in your favorite podcast player, just simply scroll down and click on through to get a hold of Oleg and the Formatica team as well as heading over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for this episode where you can also leave comments, feedback, suggestions or otherwise for Oleg and the team and to have all of those contact points to click on through, to get a hold of him as well. Again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Oleg, thank you for that. And we're almost out of here, but I have one more piece for you and then we'll get you on your way. So you can keep building this company. Cause again, I know you're just getting going, so we'll get you back just to it. In t- <laughs> so we'll Don't get you back to it.
1: I'm just getting started.
0: I love it. I love it. But with that, I got, I got to fill in the blank for you. and We'll get you out of here. I'm a passionate pioneer because
1: I'm a passionate pioneer because I would like to improve patient safety.
0: I love it. I love it. So important. So needed. And I can definitely tell you and the team are incredibly passionate about it. So Oleg, thank you so much for taking a pit stop here today to be on our podcast, spending time with our community, sharing all the wonderful things happening within ForMedica as you guys just get going, of course, (laughs) so many great things ahead and we can't wait to continue to, Stay on top of the story, hearing how things are going for the Formatica team. Do keep us posted and uh, keep us on the journey as well. But for now, Oleg, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Mike. Power to the patient.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli.